everybody, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 150. We've been doing this for 150 episodes, and uh, I am not alone. My name is Steve, but I am also joined today, as always, by Greg. How's it going, Greg? Good. How's it going, Steve? Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. It's exciting to uh, to talk about games with you guys again, and also joining me today is Barry. Hey, Barry. Hey, guys. I'm looking forward to this episode for sure. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, just a little preview if you're watching us live or or listening to us after the fact. Uh, thanks so much for, for checking us out. Make sure you do subscribe, and uh, you can do that on a number of different pod uh, you know podcasts of uh, apps out there. Um, we're pretty much on everything now. So if you've been waiting for you know Nintendo Fuse to come to your podcast app of choice, we are pretty much on every platform out there. So make sure you subscribe share it with others, and if you are so inclined, tune in live while we're doing this whole thing on YouTube, and you can actually like participate in the live chat and all that great stuff. So uh, thanks so much for those that are tuning in live and for checking us out afterwards. Make sure you do subscribe on all that stuff because we love to be interactive with you. We love your questions, so you can also send in your questions for future episodes at podcast at nintendofuse.com, and uh, you can, you know, just... Contact us with any question you have. We'd love to address it in a future podcast. But today, before we jump in, anything else, uh, we got a lot of news. Like, we're talking about E3 predictions. We're going to focus a lot on that. We're also talking all about uh, more Smash Brothers predictions. Uh, we're going to talk about some trademarks that Nintendo has uh, been making so uh, recently. We're talking about all the Pokemon news. But before we jump into any of that, I want to know what you guys have been playing. Barry, what's been on your Switch or maybe your 3DS recently? Uh, well, I, I, I'll be honest. I haven't really touched my 3DS uh, lately just because there's been so much on the Switch. Uh, just been just been busy, 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 busy. I finally am doing Tropical Freeze. I'm I'm almost through World Four, uh, and then of course uh, I I got uh, West of Loathing just came out, so I played through and that took my attention. I beat that completely, um, and uh, we're going to be doing a game chat on that soon. Uh, I did the f I finished the fall. I don't know if I I think I finished that before last podcast. Uh, Pokemon uh, Quest, which we will talk about later. Uh, that's been grabbing a lot of my attention on my Switch. I've been playing that a lot. Um, I just got the uh, Bloodstain just came out, um, the 8-bit digital game, and I haven't booted that up yet. Like, I'm, I'm just about, but I'm like, no, I got to finish Tropical Freeze first. Uh, too many, too many games. I've been, you know, just too many games, but it's been great and it's been a lot of fun. And my Switch has captured my entire attention, even, even, even all other games that I wanted to play, like Detroit. Uh, I really wanted to play Detroit. I got it ready to go. Haven't touched it. Even like, yeah, it's just too many. <laughs> we'll get into that <laughs> later, but like, yeah. there's so much on the switch right now. It's, it's fantastic. That's true. Yeah. I, I've got a lot too. Greg has, uh, ha first of all, have you touched your 3ds recently, Greg? I, I know you had, no. you had before, but what is, yeah, that's is it getting you up now? Yeah. No. Okay. It's, so, it's so what do you been playing on switch then? Playing Mega Man and Mega Man Two, Mega Man Three, Mega Man Four. <laughs> yeah, I make this sound like I'm playing a lot of games. Each one only takes a couple hours, unfortunately. So it hasn't been actually a whole lot. I'm looking forward to jumping into the um, Western Loathing to, to chat with Barry about it. So uh, hopefully we'll be starting that up very soon. It's in my two playlists immediately. So cool. 
So do you play, like, have you been playing all the way through each Mega Man game before you go to the next one, or are you just kind of hopping around and checking them all out? I've went through each one, uh, like, 100%. So I could be the original Mega Man, Mega Man 2, then 3, and then now I'm, like, most of the way through 4. So 4, I'm doing, like, all the redo boss battles right before Wily, so that one's, like, very close to me. Are you... I was talking to my friend who was also doing this. Uh, Are you using a guide, like, just... You know, for the order, because when when the Legacy Collections first came out, uh, I did it on PlayStation 4, and uh, I didn't use a guide, you know, because I, I beat them already, but I wanted to go through again, kind of fresh, because it's been so many years. So, like, I did them out of order, and I just had fun with it again, as opposed to these are the, because you have the order, it goes really quickly. Uh, so, which way are you doing it? Well, I unfortunately have it all stored up here so i know it's it's like oh go after metal man okay metal man beats flash man okay flash man beats quick man okay quick man (laughs) beats this guy it's like and it's just like all just all that muscle memory just comes right back so i'm like not dying a ton i mean there's a couple careless errors but i think that's more due to the stupid joystick and not having a control pad but i've had that kind of problem yeah i it's kind of hard to use the pro controller on the go, though. That's true, yeah, because you play a lot on the train, don't you? Yep. Primary source of uh, switch time. Yeah, that, that can make it hard. Um, Hudson's in the chat, um, so you need to make some phone calls there, there Barry. Um, but he said get... he's, he's been playing a lot of Runner 3, um, but he's stuck on the second level. And uh, funny story, uh, so am I. So am I. I've had this game for a while, and I keep playing the second level over and over. And oh my gosh, they made the game so difficult from the very beginning. I can't even get past the second level. It's ridiculous. So um, yeah, I, I share your frustrations there. Us <laughs> in the second level, I'm stuck on stupid Runner Three. Uh, it's a fun game. Um, I think it zoomed in uh, sometimes makes it even more difficult. But um, yeah, those steps exactly. Those steps that uh, I get to that part, it's no problem. I keep and. Bam, that's like the third step. I, I hit it every time. So um, I've also been playing uh, a lot of games uh, more varied than than Greg's. Um, <laughs> so more like what Barry's been playing. I've been playing Earthlock. Um, went back to that one. Um, I hadn't. I had, I need to get uh, a review out for that one. So um, yeah, kind of jump back to to playing Earthlock and and really enjoying it uh, so far. Um, put in several hours of it. Uh, this last week, and uh, I have been playing The Fall, um, which is a game that, that Barry talked about. Um, I have mixed feelings about it so far. I'm not too far in. Um, we're going to have a game chat eventually about this, so um, right now I have mixed feelings, but we'll, we'll see how it goes uh, as I get more time in with it. Um, I did play the Mario Aces uh, tournament online tournament this last weekend, and that was fun. Um, some people are a lot better than I am at that game. That's all I have to say. I never got past the first round. Um, I did really, really good against the computer, but yeah, I kept playing people that were really good. And yeah, I forgot to mention, I, I also played that, and the first time I made it to the third round, and I was like, alright, this is great, and then the second time I had like this heated battle and I lost, but but like Hassan says in the chat too, I had a lot of lag. I, even when I was uh-huh. right next to my modem and my router, I had a lot of lag, and it was I don't know if it was my end or their end, but it, it did almost make it unplayable to the point that I would I would have to like sit with the wired. Wow. I only tried it for maybe an hour or so on Saturday, I think, and um, and I didn't have any lag at all. But I do have a really fast internet connection now, so I don't know if that played into it or what. But but yeah, I didn't experience any lag 
at all. Um, it's interesting. Uh, played a little more Hyrule Warriors and also played some Pokemon Quest, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit um, as well. But uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Switch, even in some traveling that I've been doing the last week. Um, I feel filled uh, in my time with a lot of a lot of games recently. Um, Barry, is there anything that, that came out in the last couple of weeks that you haven't got a chance to play, but you are particularly excited about? Uh, yeah, the Street Fighter uh, Anniversary Collection is one I got. Um, the sad thing is I still haven't played, you know, a lot of the other stuff uh, <laughs> that I haven't played, like Shantae uh, and uh, and uh, Battle Chasers Night War. I want to really play. Uh, I've heard nothing but good things. Uh, Blaze Blue comes out tomorrow, and uh, that looks interesting. I'm looking forward to that when I get around to it. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Super Chariot just came out. Uh, I liked it on PS4, so I thought about messing around with the Switch version. Yeah. Again, I don't know. And uh, Little Nightmares. I, I really wanted, was ready to give that a shot. Uh, I got it for PS4 again. I just didn't play it. I'm like, oh, this looks good. It's a complete edition. And of course, Bandai Namco was like, last minute, sorry, US, you don't get a physical. So I'm actually waiting for my European copy to come over. Uh, whether again, whether or not I actually crack that open anytime soon is all up to what happens next week. <laughs> it could change everything. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, yeah, I, I I said this on the last podcast too, but I'm only interested in, in Super Chariot because it has the hue lights integration. And I was like, I thought it'd be cool, but um, but yeah, I, I kind of forgot it came out. <laughs> so. What's interesting is it came out in Europe, a physical, which is the version I got, and it has like a nice lenticular slip cover and everything, like the whole nine yards with this production. I'm like, this is really nice. But again, no American release, even though they could just release the exact same thing because yeah. it's in English. But. Right, right. Uh, Greg, anything anything that's come out recently that you've not played because uh, of Mega Man? Uh, just the... Uh... Um, West Loathing, West of Loathing. So that just did release on Thursday, last Thursday. So um, that's the main one. I was I wanted to ask you about the Earthlock one. That I had, was interested to review that one like three, four years ago. It was announced for Wii U. Yeah. But I guess it's come a long way, and now it's actually on Switch. So yeah, um, is that pretty good then? It is. Uh, yeah, because it's been actually a while since I've played. Because um, it. I wouldn't say that it's a, a traditional RPG, but it's it's closer to a kind of traditional RPG. Um, it's got really good graphics, really good music, um, and I'm enjoying the story so far. It took in the very beginning, I was kind of confused at what's going on. I'm still kind of confused um, because you take this this short little storyline following someone, and then it's like meanwhile, and then you follow this other storyline for quite a while. And I'm still wondering, like, what's what's going on back there? Like the thing that you opened with that I have no like it took a while to to finally kind of draw the connections a little bit. And I'm still learning some stuff and, and still not sure exactly what I'm doing, because um, even the story starts off with like it's a it's a fantastic place and there's peace in all the land. And I'm like. So what's my purpose here? Because it seems like, <laughs> sounds like things are good already. So I'm still trying to figure out the the storyline, um, but the gameplay is fun. Um, the graphics are cool, and the um, and the the music is really good and everything too. So it's it's I'm having fun so far. I'm I'm just kind of a little lost in what the story, you know, what's the purpose and everything still. But um, but yeah, I also went into it pretty much completely blind. Um, as well, I didn't like research anything ahead of time um, about it. So there may be 
other people that are out there that have been, you know, that, that knew everything about it going into it. And, but that was not the case. I decided to go in. I was just like, I'm just going to experience like if I was just, uh, you know, walk in the store, this looks like a cool box. I should play this and pop into my switch oh. and see what happens. So, um, so from that kind of perspective, that's the experience I've had so far. Wow. Sounds so out of fun. I did get a recommendation for a night in the woods, but that came out back in February. So I don't know if I'll end up buying that. The Earth Earthlock is one of those games that came out physically for the PS4, so I got it, never played it. And now that I know it's on Switch, and it's like so annoying that it didn't get a physical release. It's like, oh come on, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, it sounds it's probably, my alley too. It's probably one of those that I I I wouldn't be surprised if Limited Run or something like that did come out with a, a you know, a, a physical edition of that one sometime down the line. Probably. So, um, Barry, you also mentioned Street Fighter. Um, I yes. did end up picking up Street Fighter, but I as well haven't played it yet. Um, I did take it out of the box, um, but that, well, that's about as, and, and, it, and it got placed in my Switch, but that's about as far as it was. So, and I have, like, since the last time we've talked, I picked up two physical copies. I've got Hyrule Warriors uh, physical copy, and I got Street Fighter 30th, and it is 30th anniversary edition. I am edition. so proud um, of you, Steve. <laughs> You're you're finally coming around. <laughs> yeah. Well, the biggest thing is, um, I decided that well, Street Fighter. I, I was like, it might be okay. Um, might be one of the ones that I end up trading in if I don't play for you know a long time. So I was like, I'd rather be able to get a little bit of my money back if I don't want to keep it. And uh, as well, my even though I have a an incredibly large micro SD card in my switch. It's almost filled up already. So that's what's kind of pushed uh, me over the ledge. And bonus. Up, yeah. <laughs> See, I, I was uh, just this weekend, I was playing West of Loathing and, and my wife was watching me. She's like, that looks like a lot of fun. I said, it is a lot of fun. And now because of, of one of the announcements we're going to be talking about soon, she decided to get her on switch. And she's like, well, I'd love to play that. And I said, well, I'd love it to be physical that I can give you the cart to play it because it's digital. I can't like you have to actually take my switch to play it. And it's like the whole time I'm in my head, I'm like, I don't understand why people are going digital here, especially with, you know, multiple switches in the household. You just can't share like you can have physical. Yeah. 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 So I'm just checking over the, the, the share. You selfish player. You, uh, just saying hi to DJ and the, uh, the chat. Um, he's talking about calling in, uh, wish you could still call in. Hey dude, you could, uh, send us a, an audio message actually, um, via email. So we ask for questions and stuff for, for future podcasts. You can just send us an audio message or, I don't know. Send us a video message. We could even work that in as well. Um, just send it to podcast at nintendofuse.com and uh, we'll work it into the next podcast as well. So you can you can write us a message, but you can also send us an audio or video message in there as well. Um, I will say if you do send audio or video, make sure you kind of keep it to maybe like 30 seconds or something like that. That way it doesn't get too long. Um, and yeah, we'll work it in the future podcast as well. And feel free to throw all your questions and everything in the chat as we do this live on YouTube. So uh, let's move into some news uh, before we get into prediction territory today. Um, so news and rumors, I'll just say, because uh, the first thing today uh, we're gonna talk about is that there was an N64 trademark uh, that was filed in Japan. And uh, the purposes for this thing, uh, this trademark include video game program, 
uh, controller for game machine, joystick for video game machine, TV game machine, and much more. So uh, what is going to come of this? Do you guys think this is just another trademark that you know Nintendo often does this sort of thing, or is this pointing to maybe a classic mini edition of the Nintendo 64? Greg, what do you think? I think it really points to the classic edition. I think they see that the gold mine that they've struck here with the NES Classic and the SNES Classic. And obviously with the SNES Classic, you've seen how much they've grown to know to produce more units, keep it going. And I even saw some NES Classics in stores not too long ago. So, I mean, they've done a good job keeping those plenished and keeping the demand met and everything like that. So I would definitely look forward to the... N64 classic if that's what this is going to come of it. So, Yeah, it's a good thought. Barry, I know you would get one because of your entire museum, but uh, do you think other people would buy an N64 mini if this does, in fact, point to that? I mean, it's a no-brainer. Uh, <laughs> history repeats itself. Uh, it's, it, people bought the NES to the point that they exceeded uh, Nintendo's initial thoughts on demand that they're bringing it back. So, of course, I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. People will buy this. People will be lined up outside of Best Buys and GameStops on launch day and the clamoring for it, despite despite the demand. Even the Super Nintendo, they're like, we have double or triple of what we have with the NES, and there were still people lined up, and that was one of them. Uh, and, I, you know, they they did strike a gold mine, but it's a gold mine running out. I mean, where are we going from here? A GameCube Mini? Uh, a Wii Mini, like we were, there was already a Wii Mini, but I mean like a Wii Classic Edition, <laughs> um, you know, like they, they're really at the end and they need to do something. Well, the thing that worries me with a possible N64 Mini is uh, game library. Obviously, Nintendo first party games are great, but besides Nintendo's first party games, third parties weren't plentiful on the 64. A lot of them were crappy ports and very, very few exclusives. The big, the big draw were the rare games, and I know Microsoft just stated something that they're more willing to let their properties go out, and maybe this is in talks with with Nintendo for this. Um, but it, I think the N64 Mini will be a harder sell without rare titles, um, and I'm I'm not including DK64 and Diddy Kong Racing because those Nintendo can use, um, but. It's one of those, you know, I saw someone put a fake video up on it, you know, like 12 games. And, and I did notice the games are getting less, like, you know, it's 30 on the NES Classic, 21. Like, there needs to be more than 12. There needs to be at least 20. And it's hard. It's hard to really put together a quality lineup. And they could, you know, again, I don't want to see the staples. I, I You know, Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, you know, Smash Brothers. They're going to be there, Mario Party. But I want to see them go out of their way. I want to see, like, Mischief Makers. You know, I want to see even the big expensive ones, like Clay Fighters, you know, uh, Sculptor's Cut. I want to see, like, Worms Armageddon. The ones that are really going to cost you an arm and a leg to go out there. Like, Earthbound on the, the SNES Mini was great. Because if you want an actual, SN, you know, Earthbound cart, it's going to cost you. Uh, do something like that. Do something to be more accessible. And... It has to be affordable. It's going to have to have four controllers. That's what the N64 was known for. And they can't be like $150. It's not going to sell. Or if it's, if it's sold, it's sold only to scalpers who will try to get off like 300 for it. It's got to be $99.99 or less. And it's got to have four controllers. Um, the only other thing I could think they could do would be maybe Virtual Console, but that's been dead. So Virtual Console's dead. Um, and uh, yeah, so... 
I don't know. It, it, it's pretty, pretty, you know, heavily leaning towards an actual N64 mini. And uh, yeah. I welcome it. I think it's great. Yeah, I think it'd be good too. Uh, but, but at the same time, I'm kind of skeptical at how it's going to work. Yeah, like what kind of games are going to get put on there? There were a lot of cool 30 party games on N64, and they didn't have a huge library, but a lot of the the really top games were third party. So, how are they going to work in there? You got four controllers. How far do they go with this whole thing? A lot of the points you hit on, Barry, were things that I was thinking as well. Um, you know, it'd be really cool if they kind of went back and reimagined this, if they were going to do, do something like. Um, only make it those games for for itself and so like maybe like it did have some sort of virtual console some like downloadable way to get more games on that specific system like virtual consoles per system um, but it's kind of too late to go do that because they've already done this for NES and SNES I don't know I, I wonder how far they're gonna go like I said as well because um, you know, do you keep going with all those things? Do you go back and do the the handheld ones as well? Or do you just say, you know what, this is just for the NES and SNES, maybe the N64, and we're just going to call it quits there because those are our classic systems. Um, maybe include the Game Boy. Speaking of Game Boy, though, they did file a trademark for Game Boy last year, very similar to this N64 trademark, and nothing has come of it so far. So it might just be a, a re-upping on the trademark thing, just has to happen every so many years uh, to keep it uh, under their, their control, and maybe that's it. Nothing may, might not happen from this. So um, I guess only time will tell. But uh, but yeah, if there was an N64 uh, Mini, I know most people would be excited, but uh, we'd love to know, you know what you guys think about the possibilities. Um, how should they do it? Make sure you toss those in the comments and let us know as well but yeah I was gonna say there's there's also the uh the issue of too much on the market mm. and what i mean by that um you know they did the snes mini last year and i didn't think they were going to do it because the switch was out and i like you know com competing this summer you know snes minis are still in stores but the nes is coming back if they say oh now also the 64 is there is that too much on top of the Switch, on top of the 3DS, and the, the new 2DS, and there's the Hyrule Shield new 2DS XL that's coming out now. Is I think that's a little too much. I almost feel like if they do the N64, they need to wait till next year. Let people buy out the NES and SNES. Let Switch get its foothold, you know, even even deeper in, and then bring it out. I think I think it's a little too soon. But knowing Nintendo, they're gonna do it. And they're going to state that we're going to put Donkey Kong 64 and Majora's Mask in, but they are going to be without the four megabyte expansion RAM card. So DK64 won't run and, and Majora's Mask will run poorly um, because that's a Nintendo thing to do. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I especially wonder like how, ma how many, you know, can you have out there at once? How much is too much? Yeah. So uh, let's move on to another possibility, uh, another rumor, if you will. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2 comes out this year. I was so excited about Wreck-It Ralph. We talked about our love for it on uh, the podcast back, uh, you know, a couple years, several years ago now when it first came out. Um, there was news that at the time that they were thinking about getting Mario in the next version, uh, the, in the sequel. And uh, lo and behold, uh, Mario popped up on the IMDb uh, listing and uh, none other than Charles Martinet uh, as the voice of Mario. However, we all know IMDb is like Wikipedia. Anybody can go in there and edit it. So who knows if this is official or not. 
But uh, let's just talk about the possibilities. Uh, Barry, are you excited about Wreck-It Ralph 2? And if so, um, what do you think about Mario being in it? Oh, I'm very excited. I love the first one. A new trailer actually just dropped today. And if you haven't seen it, uh, you really should. It's hilarious. Uh, especially the uh, the ending with the princesses. Like that's all I'll say if you haven't seen it yet. But it, it is, I mean, it's it's one of those things where I know a lot of people were upset and about the theme of the, the movie because they, I agreed. I, I think it should have went to consoles and went from arcades to internet. Like that's a huge jump, uh, especially we just had the emoji movie. I feel it should have went to the home consoles kind of deal. Like maybe a, a home NES port of Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, and that would have been kind of interesting to uh, to take a look at. But yeah. given what we're doing now, uh, I think it was criminal that Mario was not in the first movie. I mean, Sonic was there. I mean, yeah, we have Bowser too. And I know the main reason was Nintendo. They wanted Mario there. Nintendo, ever since the Super Mario Brothers movie, has been very scared uh, to let their characters appear. And even, even getting Bowser in... They, to get Bowser in, they had to promise that the Wreck-It Ralph video game would be exclusive to Nintendo. That's why it was only on Wii and 3DS, because they said, no, if you want Bowser, you need to, to do this. So hopefully they've lightened up. They saw how much of a success the first one was. They saw how much care and love they did provide for all the characters, not just Bowser. Um, and I do want to see Mario there. I I really want to see some kind of scene. Um, this is going to date myself a little bit, but uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Classic, classic movie. There's the scene where he's parachuting down, and you know it's famous because you know Mickey Mouse and and Bugs Bunny are on either side, and it's the first time we've really seen these characters together. You know the big, big war, and it would be cool to see Mario and Sonic like in the same thing on either side, talking to Ralph in that sense. Granted, they've appeared together more often now, but it would still be really cool just to see something like that. Uh, I'm I'm excited for it. I want to see more Nintendo characters, though. You know, I'd like to see Link. You know, have Ralph have an argument mm -hmm. with Link, and Link only goes like, "Yeah, yeah," <laughs> and him trying to understand what's going on. You know, like things like that would be funny. That would be great. That would definitely be great. Greg, uh, do you think Mario is going to be in this in this movie or not? Yeah, I think it's pretty much a shoe. And I thought I remember like seeing some like interviews or something, and they did want him in the first one, but they didn't want it just to be like a simple cutscene. So they couldn't yeah. really work him into the first one. So then therefore it was kind of more like a promise they'll have more of like a prominent role in the second one. So I think it kind of it's all kind of making sense. And obviously Charles Martinet would be a perfect candidate to voice Mario as well, too. So I know we talked about that for other um, appearances of Mario, so I think it should be really good. I'm looking forward to it. I really like the first movie. Great one, so. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you guys about, like, I, I was hoping that they'd go in a different direction with Wicked Ralph 2. Um, jumping to the internet does kind of, it. I mean, I know they're going to do it better. At least I really, really hope they're going to do it better than the Emoji movie. Um, but it just, it's so close that it's, this makes me nervous, I think. And, uh, but you know, now Mario is on, on mobile phones and, um, they've, you know, jumped into that, that area. So maybe, maybe they're kind of be a Mario run thing. And then all of it, like push Mario run again. I don't know, um, on mobile devices, but, but there seems like there should be a connection, but I do understand, you know, with, with why he wasn't in the first one, because they wanted it to be a prominent role. That's, that's their big character can't just be like a, sh a short little cameo. Um, but I'm wondering, you know, with this direction they're going, how does that 
incorporate Mario? Like, how will that work out? So I, I'm hopeful, but at the same time, I'm, I'm still kind of skeptical um, if it will actually happen because of the direction they're going with this movie. Um, but I guess, again, only time will tell. It's it's coming out in just a few short weeks, so uh, hopefully we'll... Uh, I thought it was Thanksgiving. Well, I guess a few short weeks is like... <laughs> my, my way of saying it's going to be here before we know it. Uh, yeah. So a few short months, that's probably about a better thing. But yeah. So yeah, before we know it, it's going to be here. Like we got so many other movies between now and then and games to play. It'd be like all of a sudden it, it'd be like, you know, episode, whatever, 170 of this thing. And we'd be like, Oh, Hey, look, we're talking about Wreck-It Ralph too. Hey, what did you guys think? So anyhow, uh, let's, let's move on to some actual news. Pokemon, the Pokemon company, dropped some big news on us this past week and uh four games am i right four four games they talked about one that came out right away two that are coming out really soon and one that's coming out next year or at least a possible one who knows um likely two. <laughs> it, most likely two but at least one um maybe in two different versions uh so so let's talk about uh each of these pokemon quest we we each uh at least barry and i kind of talked about how we uh the plan of the last couple of days. Um, it, in my opinion, it's kind of like a mobile game within app purchases that somehow ended up on the Switch. Um, it's not bad. Uh, I'm glad it's free. Um, but you kind of choose your characters. It seems like, for me, what they did here was that they had this, this idea for a mobile-type game within app purchases that that they decided to stick Pokemon into. And that's that's my opinion of it. So it, it takes place in this other world where all these these Pokemon are like blocks and you get to choose again, you know, at the beginning which which Pokemon you want. And and then you go on this this adventure to try to find everything in this world and, and stuff with your Pokemon, but but you let him out and and he just wanders around and as he finds different other Pokemon, they battle, you get to choose, but you can also hit it on auto and just set it and forget it. Uh, that, this is this is the subtitle for this Pokemon game. I feel like could be Pokemon, set it and forget it. That was probably already trademarked by uh, all the, the kitchen utensils. So I don't think they could take it, but that's that, that was my, that's my opinion on it so far. Uh, very, I, I, Greg. Actually, first, did you get a chance to play this at all, or were you just, you just busy with with uh, with Mar uh, Mega Man? <laughs> <laughs> Been busy with Mega Man. I'm not a huge Pokemon fan, but based on what you're saying, it sounds a lot like that Pokemon game that was on the 3DS, though. With like it had the in-app purchases to buy more turns to play and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. I don't think that's really fitting for a home console at all. So yeah, yeah, it does seem weird, and it's it's really designed for touch. Like if you play it on on your TV, you're actually controlling a pointer as you go around and stuff too. So it is really designed for a touch first interface. Um, Barry, you got some time with it. What did I explain it well, or did I did I kind of push it down a little bit? Did you are you enjoying it more than what I kind of uh, uh, conveyed? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not the first time Pokemon games have done this. I mean, we have Pokemon Cross, we have Pokemon Shuffle, and we have Pokemon Rumble World. All three took the free-to-play uh, mentality with Pokemon Shuffle actually going to mobile, unlike the other two. And uh, Pokemon Rumble World even got a uh, physical release, uh, which was nice. But those are on the 3DS, so there's no no uh, 
I should say this one feels at home because of those other three. Um, as for the game, I went into it like, let me just check this out. And I really enjoyed it to a point. Uh, I'm still enjoying it. I'm, I'm in the final areas, at least. I'm in World 7, 8, 9, and 10. <clears throat> and uh, when I say to a point, I'm noticing like parts where the leveling is going slowly. And I'm like, this would be so much faster if I just paid money. And, you know, I was uh -huh. like, ah. Uh, but I'm not doing that, and I'm sticking to my guns, and it's it's actually op become easier. Um, you know, I, I hit a couple good good spots and evolved some Pokemon, and now it's it's been a lot easier. And I've been using the training to help out. Uh, and it honestly, it is a lot more fun than I thought. Um, there's still some nitpicks there. You know, I wish the retreat option worked a little bit better. Uh, but uh, you do command the moves, like you said, that they do move on their own. And there is strategy to when you do it. And like you said, the auto, I started with the auto. I'm like, oh, this is great. And then I started dying and dying and dying. And I'm like, let me try not using auto. And I succeeded. So I haven't used auto since. I'm like, no, nah, like they're, it's just not smart enough, especially later on, depending yeah. on how far you are. Um, as for uh, as for the game itself, it's just... It's, it's weird addicting. It's like a, like a gotcha-style thing with the pots. And uh, you know the limited turns, but it's fun. Yeah. And that's and see, you talk about how touch. You know, my wife was playing it, and she was using touch. And I play even in handheld. I use R and L because you don't need to use the cursor pretty much at all, except for feeding. I use R and L to go between the three Pokemon on the bottom, and just use Y and X for the two moves. Yeah. So you just yeah. I do guess that. mostly the the touch for it with like interfacing with you know you know. Uh, using the, I don't know, I forget what they're called, the the moves and things that you get, adding it to, like the powers oh, yeah. powers and stuff like that, as yeah. you're managing your Pokemon. I, I, I'm fine with using the controller for that. I've gotten used to it. Hmm. But, yeah, I was, yeah, it was okay, but it but it seemed like it was definitely made for touch. For I, that. I played it I played it on the TV, and I played it in handheld, and I've been playing it more handheld just because of the nature of the game, uh, where I'm able to do stuff on my computer, and like, oh, it's been 30 minutes, I could play again, put it down, and oh, I forgot, you know, forgot about it for an hour and a half. Oh, let me do those three turns and put it down. Um, but it's 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 more fun than I I thought it would be. Um, it's something that I actually contemplating dropping the money because it's like 30 dollars and it becomes a real game. Um, but I'm like, no, it's not not physical. They did it with Rumble World. If, now, if they do a physical version of this, I will I will purchase it. But you know what? I saw people complaining about it. And my answer to that is it's a game we didn't know about. It came out of nowhere. It You know it didn't take resources from the main Pokemon team because they've done other little games like this before. And it's free. Right. It's free. It's a free <laughs> distraction. If yeah. you get 30 minutes of entertainment out of it, it was free. If you get right. three hours, if you get five hours, it's still free entertainment. So don't complain. If you don't like it, play something else. I mean, if it's, right. oh, this isn't like Pokemon Ruby. Oh, it's not supposed to be, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. either it was Pokemon Dash or Pokemon Rumble or Pokemon, you know, Mystery Dungeon. There, Pokemon ha is like Kirby. There's a ton of spinoffs. So this isn't anything new for the series. Right. And it's a fun little diversion, I think. Yeah. And there's there's plenty of other games to play, uh, for sure, including and and just a a little bit um, coming up on. Let me see if I get this right. Um, on where did I put my my things? Uh, November sixteenth, uh, we're going to have uh, two new Pokemon games coming to Switch. Uh, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. And um, this the best way that like. 
here's what I realized from the from the trailers and what I've researched so far is that I still don't un really understand this game. Um, what it seems like to me is it's a kind of a remake of Red and Blue, uh, and instead of focusing on um, the original ones, you're kind of you're focusing on either Pokemon or uh, Pikachu or Eevee. It's got updated graphics and controls, like works in some motion controls and even has like other devices. Like you can get a Pokeball that you can actually throw and that interfaces with your Switch. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. And it somehow wow, interfaces okay. with Pokemon Go as well. Um, is you there know, more Steve, to this, Barry, yes. that I'm missing? Uh, the reason you actually have Pikachu and Eevee is because it's supposed to be Ash. Uh, you're taking the role of like Ash in the sense you're not technically red um, because it's following the anime and uh, the rival to Ash was Gary who picks Eevee. Uh, so that's why they picked Eevee as the other okay. one. Um, the interesting thing about whichever one you start with, they can dress them up and do all these kind of cool things with them, but they don't evolve. So Eevee will be Eevee forever and, and Pikachu will be Pikachu forever. Um, the point of this and it's brilliant is marketing. And what I mean by that is Pokemon is a big series. It is a very deep series. There's over 700 Pokemon. Someone is going to listen to this and go, there's 852, nerd. <laughs> you know, like, I don't even know how many there technically are anymore. But there's over 700. And that's very, very daunting for a new person. So what this is for is not only is this a tie-over for the new Pokemon game coming out next year, but it's to capture the Pokemon Go audience who have just gotten into Pokemon, as well as recapturing the original audience who grew up with the anime, as well as Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, and you know maybe Gold and Silver. Um, and if they can bring those people in, that's a big audience. Pokemon Go showed that there is an audience there that is willing to do that. If they could bring that into the Switch, that would be huge. I mean, this is the game that got my wife to say, that's it, I'm buying a Switch. Um, and uh, and then next year when the new game comes out, if these Pokemon can transfer over or something, that's a great gateway into it. Um, but this isn't just yellow. It has the original 151. It has all the original evolutions. But it also has the uh, Aloha versions are going to be here. So there will be those. Uh, I think there's some new evolutions for some Pokemon. I could be wrong. And there's a brand new Pokemon never before seen. The first Gen 8 Pokemon is going to be uh, revealed in this game. And uh, it does connect with Pokemon Go in the sense that it allows you to take your, your Pokemon from Pokemon Go and transfer them to these games, but you can't transfer them back. So it's one, one and done. But if you go out there and you're playing Pokemon Go right now, you can have a great team. And if you don't want to raid anymore, you can just send it into this game and have fun with it. Um, you can do trades um, through LAN, uh, and I think online. Uh, you can't do battles online, I don't think. Uh, but you can do local battles, I'm pretty sure. And I know there's co-op. Uh, there's still a lot of mystery about the game, but it's, it's a lot to it. That yeah. is for the Pokeball that you were mentioning. Uh, it's a new thing that they're adding. Uh, it's pretty much a Poke uh, the, the Pokemon Go Plus, which is the little add-on that they have. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can actually store your Pokemon in there and take it on walks and, you know, like touch it. And it's like a real Pokeball. It'll rumble and it'll, you know, speak. Um, and, you know, when you walk with it, it's 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 an evolution of the Pokewalker that was introduced in Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Yeah. Uh, so your Pokemon will get stronger by doing that, too. And it really 
it's as close to real life Pokemon as you can get, especially because you can go out in the real world and catch them with Pokemon Go and then come home and bring them into the game for you. Uh, so I think it's a novel idea. I think it's a brilliant idea. I think the trailer was brilliant. Um, and and for all those crying foul, you, you got a new game next year. This right. this is a smart, smart business decision. Uh, earlier on in, uh, in the year, we discussed, and I mentioned how Nintendo said they wanted to sell 2 million units, uh, 20 million units, I'm sorry, this year. Uh, and when they first showed off the, the spring lineup, there was no 20 million units in that lineup. Uh, some good, good games, but not 20 million units. Smash Brothers and this Pokemon, uh, one-two punch, I think they could hit 20 million units, and I think they're banking heavily on this game. Yeah, and and I I want to make sure that I didn't uh, I I didn't want to make it seem like I don't care about this game. I really just didn't I didn't catch that much from it. But now also hearing from you, Barry, I understand why I didn't catch that much because I wasn't ever into the anime, and um and I really wasn't into Pokemon Go as much as some people were. I I really am a novel. Kind of, I, I played a lot of Pokemon early. Um, I played Blue um, quite a bit, and eventually hopped into um, like Black and White a little bit, and then event, then went back to Soul Silver. And so I'm kind of not a a complete novice in the Pokemon world, but closer to that side than a lot of people. And so, but now hearing about you know it's a remake, kind of a reimagining, it seems like of Pokemon Yellow, plus you know, incorporating, you know, the anime and, and trying to get all of the, the Pokemon Go players and everything and all this together. I think, I think it's a brilliant idea as well. And now hearing more from that other side, um, Greg, do you agree about like, is it, a, is this a good idea? Um, are you excited oh, about it? Definitely. Um, I wouldn't say I'm personally excited, but I'm sure there's tons of people that are, I mean, this is going to be that one of those big holiday sellers this year, that's really going to help push the console sales and like those software sales are just going to skyrocket on those games. So anything is good for the switch. I, even though it's not my type of game, I still think it should be there and it recognizes it's a really smart business decision. And I really think it'll do really, it shouldn't have too many problems doing well. I don't think. You know, what's interesting is afterwards, uh, I've noticed even more Pokemon go activity. Uh, Just, just this, week just this past week you know because there's a lot in my town uh, you know i go out in a raid with some people with local group and i'm noticing more and more getting out there and doing it more and more going to the walks especially because of the warmer weather but i've asked someone say hey you know i haven't seen you play in a while they're like yeah the seeing let's go you know i i they either said they have a switch and they can't wait for it or they're buying a switch for it and they're using this to try to get a good team in advance because it's kind of like you can play the game now by by farming and trying to get a good pokemon uh in pokemon go to carry over into the game, uh, which is which is a neat idea, and I'm sure Niantic is is thrilled about it as well. And uh, who knows, you know, maybe there'll be more future cross promotion. You know, that Super Mario Run, Super Mario Odyssey thing we've all <laughs> wanted forever. You know, yeah. Well, I think it'd be cool too. Like, hopefully, they if they continue to um, improve and evolve Pokemon Go, maybe this like interest in the in let's go will also incorporate you know they'll continue making that better and maybe we'll eventually get the trading and the other things that we've been wanting in, in pokemon go for a while because maybe there's such even a stronger demand from it because let's go is just creating even more energy around it so that could be really cool too let's see them do the same for fire emblem <laughs> it might you know fire emblem yeah. switch is still on the way we don't know what's coming so yeah. that very well could be there could be a fire emblem heroes switch that's true uh, promotion and, and cross connectivity yeah 
That's true. Uh, they and they didn't uh, leave us uh, un unwanting there. I mean, we're still wanting it, but it's, it's it is coming next year. They've said that a new mainline Pokemon uh, game for Nintendo Switch is coming in 2019, and and like Barry said, most likely two games because they always uh, release it in two different versions. Um, did I miss anything on that one? Is that pretty much all they said that's, with that? That's all we know. Yeah. So. Uh, any thoughts? I mean, we've talked about this before. Um, we're excited it's there. Any any further thoughts? <laughs> I, I, all I say is that if this game comes out and does not have access to like the Pokemon Bank, to at least at least let's go. I think that would be a huge, huge, huge monumental mistake. Uh, if it has connectivity with the 3DS games, I think that would be phenomenal, and I think it would be smart. However, if they say for whatever reason it can't, it has to at least have connectivity with Let's Go. Mm. Because you pull all those people in who yeah. now have this team that they love so much. You say, here's a brand new Pokemon game. You have to start over. Uh, you can't bring your Pokemon over. E even though in the mainline games, you, you even if you have like a team 100, you can't use them right away to make the game too easy. But at least you can bring your, your team over. Yeah. If you can't do that, there are going to be a lot of people like, well, I'm not going to buy it. I'll stay with Let's Go. And that's potential sales lost over something so trivial that they've done before. There has to be connectivity. Yeah. That's my opinion. I'd be really surprised if they didn't um, because it's it's almost, it's always there. There's some sort of connection. Even if it's not to all of them, it's at least the previous game. And so even though it's not... Let's go is not a mainline game. It's still like it. It would be very, very wise of them to, to incorporate it some way, and maybe into also into into Pokemon Go. Who knows? Uh, Greg, any any thoughts about the the Pokemon game coming next next year? Not a whole lot. I mean, I don't follow quite as much, so I really think they would follow the same format, keeping the two games as you guys have already stated, and I'm sure that they already know where they're going with that and everything. So. <laughs> There's nothing really else to really add because there's nothing really known. See, this is one of those episodes where we really needed, I need to let Hassan out uh, <laughs> to join us because now it's just me. You know, like Hassan, you see what you did? Now it's just me talking about Pokemon. They, these guys don't know anything. I need you back. <laughs> I know some things. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I use Pikachu and Smash Brothers. So. Oh my God, there <laughs> we go. Pokemon expert. <laughs> oh, wow. Speaking of Smash Brothers, Nice little transition there, yeah, Greg. Yeah. We're going to move into prediction territory. So for the next little while on the podcast, uh, before we wrap up, we're going to talk about predictions. And so uh, first of all is Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo Switch, which is coming out later this year. Uh, so exciting. And then also E3 and talk about general predictions and what we're hoping to see on the E3 uh, show and the show floor next week. So before we, before we jump into E3, Let's talk about Super Smash Brothers. We've talked about characters that we're predicting and wanting so far, and we've talked about uh, stages that we really hope to see in there as well. This time, we're going to talk about different modes. So it's kind of a wider category, but what do we hope to see in the Super Smash Brothers ver uh, version on Nintendo Switch that is coming out later this year? Greg, I'm going to throw it to you first. Uh, what are you hoping to see in this game? I really want to see the return of like the adventure mode or slash subspace emissary type mode or like a story, like a true story mode. I've really enjoyed playing those like on melee and brawl and stuff. And it's really kind of sad to see nothing of that, of that kind in smash brothers for Wii U and 3ds. So I really hope they bring back some type of story mode. I think that'd be really fun to play. 
Um, are we going through all three of them, or do we have multiple modes each that we're going to suggest? You know what? I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna assume here that Barry, did you also mention something about single player? Uh, well, yeah, everyone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's just talk about that together before we. Get, I'm assuming we all mentioned that sort of thing. So and then we can go back to your other two there, uh, Greg. Um, okay. Very specifically, what would you talk about with a single player? Uh, with the single player, I mean, uh, it, it has to be something, and it has to be something epic. Like it's so interesting if you look at the adventure mode or melee. It was fun. It was a little thing. It was like a diversion. But then you look at at uh, brawl, and it is epic. Like the, I remember when the, the the opening happened, and I showed it to a friend of mine who hadn't played Smash, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Like he was laughing a little bit. Like they're they're so serious. Like it's they're making this so serious, and and that was cool. Like I liked that. Like they made a real story. And the interesting thing, whenever you see a movie, uh, that is a crossover like Avengers, what makes it fascinating is the pairings of people you don't normally see together. And the same goes for crossover games. So what made Subspace Emissary so cool was seeing different people together, like Pikachu and Samus. Like, whoa, what? that's so weird, you know? And you have Olimar, and then you have, you know, Captain Falcon come in and, like, kill the Pikmin. And he was like, what the heck? And Falcon doesn't realize what he did. You know, like, that was just so cool to see these interactions. And I want to see that more. I want to see a, a real... I want to see both. I want to see a subspace emissary style epic thing, and I also want to see a light-hearted adventure mode like mm -hmm. melee. And and I, call me greedy, but I want to see both um, because the the thing about subspace emissary is it really wasn't a replayable mode. You mm -hmm. can go back in for stickers and stuff, but it was to unlock stuff, enjoy, and then you enjoy the rest of the game. But the adventure mode in melee was a more replayable mode. So I kind of want to see both, and yeah. uh, I doubt I'll see both, but that's what I want to see. You know what I what I already put down actually was uh, an all new single player adventure, and um, I, as you guys are talking, I've kind of formulated the rest of my thought in my head. Actually, is I would love a combination of the adventure mode and subspace emissary together. Um, maybe it's it's some all brand new mode that I want to see. Maybe the the replay value is there that you want to play it over and over again, and maybe the decisions or how you play each level uh, will affect the outcome in some way, and that you can go back, and maybe it's not an endless number of different possibilities for an ending, but maybe there's seven or eight or something different possibilities based on like if you win a battle or if you lose a battle or something like that, um, that there is a, there's a different kind of path that you can take throughout the thing. Um, don't just rehash Subspace Emissary, but make it new, make it fresh, make it exciting yeah. and make the replay value really high. So yeah, that would be cool. Yep. So other than an exciting single player, Greg, what other predictions you got? One thing that they kind of touched on in um, Smash Tour, which was obviously a god-awful mode, was to have like that um, custom stock. So you can have like one thing of like Samus, a life with Mario, a life with Luigi. I think like a custom sort of like stock battle mode would be really awesome to see in the multiplayer sections. You can pick multiple characters when you're playing against like your friends or the AI or whatever. And each character, it just changes the character for each life that you have. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I did put that down, but that's a that's a fantastic idea. Barry, you got another prediction? Uh, well, that that's definitely a mode that I would love to see. But touching on that, uh, I'd like to, and I know you, you think God awful, but I'd like to see Smash Tour and Smash Run both make a return. Uh, they already made the modes, so it wouldn't take any resources or very, very limited. Put them there. 
just for people to experience to have fun um and um tweak i'm I think a tweak smash uh smash tour to make it a little bit more uh enjoyable but keep the mode i, I think they were they were onto something they were really trying but i'd also like to see classic um you know obviously classic return but i'd like to see two classics i'd like to see uh more like the original smash brothers and and melee is classic with the 3ds elements where you can actually pick your next opponent kind of deal um but bring back you know like all the metal ma you know matches or multi-man matches or giant battles uh and stuff like that like i liked the variety of the originals and also put the smash wii u classic in there as another option uh where it was, had like the game board and you could pick who you wanted to go for what group you wanted to go for with the rival and all that stuff um it was to me it was the lesser of the two but i know some people liked it and you already have the coding why make them choose the only thing i do have to say is please for the love love of all that is holy do not make a separate trophy for each version of those classics like you do classic with mario in the standard you get the classic mario trophy you don't need to do it again in the in the wii u version but this way you could pick if there's a style you like more than the other because you have to you have to do it for every character to get all the trophies if you're a trophy hunter at least this gives you the the choice to play the one you enjoy more as opposed to like the Wii U version. Like, I don't really like this classic. Um, it's not really classic. It's a new take on classic, but I'm forced to play this mode um, to get all the trophies. So this way it gives people a choice, especially because you have both options already. Yeah. I I actually, <laughs> funny enough, you said, uh, Greg, that you went and smash uh, tour over smash run. Is that right? Um, because I actually was thinking the opposite. I, I enjoyed Smash Run more than I'd Smash Tour. I don't think I ever, I played it when I first got it and that was that was all. Um, I ever I never really touched it again. Um, but Smash Run was a, a, an interesting idea, you know, because it was based on the, the Kirby game, I think before. Um, but um, but I would like it, see it evolve, but I actually, I didn't enjoy Smash Tour at all. I kind of just saw it as a, a thing that was on there. Um, I, like you said, Barry though, like if it's already created, they can slap it on there, but but if they have to spend resources and time, I'd rather not see it. Um, I'd rather you know see some some new stuff on there as well, and instead, um, some people talked about in the in the uh, the the chat as well, and I agree. Um, online mode has got to be spectacular. Um, they can't get by with another bad online mode. So I think, and I think I would like to see some of these sort of things worked into the online mode because I think I could have enjoyed maybe some of those other things, um, the, the past modes that I maybe avoided if they were worked into online and it wasn't just online battles. If I could also, you know, do some of these other modes online, that'd be cool. One thing about Smash Run uh, coming back. They need to, in my opinion, do two changes. One, when you're running around collecting the things, instead of each being their own unique little dungeon, all one dungeon, so mm. you could bump into each other and you could yeah. you could you could weaken each other. And oh, the other great. thing, the other thing is, I would wish you could choose the battle at the end. You could leave it random like it is in the 3DS, but you could choose a stock match. You could choose, you know, a coin match, whatever, because. I got so annoyed in the 3DS version when I would go through the, all that and I build up like all this attack and then it would be something like agility based or something. I'm like, well, well, this sucks. And then, and then I just died. I'm like, well, there was two minutes. I'll never get back. You know, like, so I, I wish you could choose and you could still have the random option there. 
Yeah, that's true. I, I, I forgot about that part, but I, I agree with that. I, I forgot about the frustration that I had. it's been a while since I played the 3DS version, but yeah, it was the same thing. I, I a lot of times would be, and, and what it ended up making me, you know, me do is try to be as, as universal as possible, but, and just hope for the best. But, but yeah, if you knew ahead of time what you were getting yourself into, then you can prepare for that. Yeah, I just remember like some of the, like the 3DS Smash Run like adventures, like you get all this attack and like defense and like no jump ability, and then it's like oh, climb to the top, and it's like oh, now I'm <laughs> yeah, kind of exactly. screwed. That's what I mean. Like, so you could still have that random element if that's what your jam was and that you really liked it. I don't want to take features away. I just want to add. So now you can do a climb, and and what would make that interesting is if you knew you were doing a climb to the top, that would make those jump icons and power-ups so much more valuable and if you were all shared and there was a big jump and you was two of you in the room you know that would make a nice little battle in there who would get it and who can knock it out of the other person like it would create a new dynamic i think yeah i i completely agree i think that's something that smash one really needed so yeah greg uh any last predictions i just hope they kind of bring some of those other smaller games back i've always liked the um target break the targets um or the platforms uh, home run contests. I've always enjoyed all those little side games. Um, not so much of that trophy rush, but the other ones, I, the, all the legacy ones were a lot better. I thought. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I, I'd agree. Actually, that was very similar to, to mine as well, that they would bring back all the, the classic modes that were there, but I think it'd be fun not to just bring them back. Of course, I would like something new, something fresh, but you know, every, every mode that they have had in the past, I want to see it again. Um, because like, like Barry said, you know, sometimes those are really great for some people, other people don't enjoy them, but Hey, you can pick and choose what you really do want to play. Um, some people are, are huge fans of, of, um, home run derby, for instance, and others like hate that version, but Hey, you can avoid it. If you don't want to play it, that's fine. Um, I, I kind of, I didn't like it in the beginning. That was one of my, I remember playing the original one and my roommate would play home run derby over and over and over again. I was like, what are you doing? Let's just battle. Like that's the fun part of smash brothers. And then all of a sudden I think it was about like maybe melee. And then I was like, found myself playing home run derby over and over again. I got sucked into it as well. So I think all those, all those original ones. And uh, I don't know what, I, I don't have the creative mind to be able to think of like, this would be another cool um, mode like that, but I would like all the originals and plus maybe a couple new ones that we haven't seen before. Oh, definitely. Very, yeah. Barry, uh, what's your last prediction there? That was exactly it. I yeah. miss, I miss <laughs> board the platforms. I miss, you know, break the targets, bring those back, put it, put a new one in, put a new, new style mini game. Um, and the other thing is just keep events. I loved events in melee. I really enjoyed events in, in Wii U version, bring events back, keep events, make them new. Uh, you know, like to me, they added a new level of single player entertainment. And again, they weren't for everybody. And that's the beauty. Smash brothers is all about choice. And there's so many options. It's overflowing with options. And I think that's, that's the key. There's so many, so many different styles of games you can play, and they're all entertaining and they're all fun. Uh, the, the only other thing I would think is any unlocks, make them, make them non-exclusive. What I mean by that is like you know with the the whole wall where you can you know you have to do a certain objective, you know like make ores. So like if it's a board the platforms one and you suck at board the platforms, it could be board the platforms with with Donkey Kong or a certain amount of you know time for targets or a certain amount of home run hit or like something like that. So if you suck at one or two, you can at least go to another one and unlock. So you don't go like, well, I'd literally like this, but 
you know, I'm stuck because I can't do it and it's frustrating. Like, at least have some options there. Yeah, I've always hated the, like, the, oh, beat classic mode on, like, hard, like, infernal difficulty. Yeah. It's like, like, well, yeah, I'm not going to do that. That's impossible. <laughs> right, right. This is probably our last time uh, talking, like, specifically about um, Smash Brothers predictions because we're hopefully going to learn a lot about Smash Brothers at E3. Uh, who knows? We're going to see at least a tournament um, on Smash Brothers Switch for the first time. So um, maybe we'll learn a little more. Maybe we won't. Um, the only prediction that I have that could fit kind of under modes uh, last is is possibly, um, I think it'd be really cool um, if they incorporate, because I think a lot of people um, played Smash Brothers on 3DS and ended up really enjoying playing it on the 3DS, and it'd be cool to see uh, the 3DS as a possible controller again. I would not get excited about that, but I know several people that would, and they really do enjoy playing as they're on their 3DS as a controller. I thought it was weird, but I had tournaments with other people, and they're like, hey, can I hook up my 3DS? I'm like, really? I have a, I have a, I have several GameCube controllers here that you can use. Like, really? But so I think a broader prediction and I, and hope and desire is that all different controller options would be available, like from all the Switch options to um, the classic, you know, the, the GameCube controller and including a, possibly a, a 3DS controller as well, because I know people now have their preferred controller and that's how they really enjoy playing Smash Brothers. Well, speaking of well, that, you just mentioned uh, there's the Hori controller. I don't know if you saw, uh, just just shown off a uh, Hori GameCube controller wired for the Switch. Uh, that's officially licensed. So uh, we may not be able to use that, you know, the GameCube adapter, but I think that's in preparation for Smash Brothers for sure. Uh, I thought the GameCube adapter's already been proven to work with the Switch due to one of those updates. Can, but I don't know if it, if it will work with Smash Brothers. Right, and it was kind of by accident, yeah. I heard. Yeah. Like Because yeah. they enabled it for other things, it automatically worked with the the, uh, the GameCube adapter, kind of a happy accident in a way. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, <laughs> if they already know it works with the OS, then sure, I would think that's a shoe-in controller option, but yeah. I guess we'll see. Let's hope, because I mean, I'm okay. I was okay with the the pro controller on Wii U, but I really do prefer the uh, the the GameCube controller, and that's that's my preferred way of playing Smash for sure. I do have one last thing for for Smash before we leave. It's not a it's not a prediction. It's just a a, a prayer. Please, for the love of everything, do not call this Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo Switch. Please bring <laughs> a subtitle back to the system. You know. Super Smash Brothers, something, anything but for Nintendo Switch. That's so generic and so <laughs> blah. What about just Super Smash Brothers Switch? What about new Super Smash Brothers? <laughs> oh, God. No. You're on to something. No. Craig, that's it. That's totally it. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, you know it's going to be like that, probably. You just uh, gave me a migraine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, let's keep the prediction train rolling. E3 is right around the corner. It's going to be here before you know it. It's going to be awesome. We're in this mode. You know, WWDC was this today. I'm watching all the Apple announcements and getting excited about that and thinking the future. It's only a few days away before we know what Nintendo is planning week. in the future. It's going to be awesome. Only a week away. Uh, so much. Just a week and a few hours, I guess. Uh, so uh, let's talk about some predictions and hopes and desires for what we're going to see at E3. Each of us uh, prepared three. 
And so um, let's just kind of go around the horn. We're going to switch up the order a little bit. Let's let Barry go first this time around. Barry, what's one prediction or and or hope that you have for E3 next week? Uh, I'll save my safe stuff for. Should I do my safe stuff first, or should whatever I do my... order you want? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I mean the the safe stuff is is we're going to see definitely more concrete stuff on Smash. We're going to see more concrete stuff on Pokemon. We're going like the the Let's Go Pokemon. Uh, we're they're they're probably going to do. Uh, we're not going to see that in the the broadcast but we'll see that at the treehouse we'll see pokemon quest at the treehouse as well just because they'll need something to promote mm -hmm. but i do think that we are going to see our first gameplay and story details for metroid prime 4 that's my mm -hmm. first one that is i think I, I don't think it's coming out this year i could be wrong but i really do not think i think it's going to take till next year they're going to save it for 2019 but i do think we're going to find out some more information about Metroid Prime 4, for sure. Concrete, not a logo. It's not a logo. <laughs> nice. All right, that's 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 a pretty strong prediction. We'll see. We'll see. Greg, what do you think? First one. Stole my thunder. Oh! <laughs> I said Metroid Prime 4 trailer. <laughs> but well, Like I said, I started safe. I mean, that's a safe. Yeah, I mean, I did three, Um, I guess, like, safer, like, hopes, and then I also did three, like, predictions or kind of, like, just whatever I was feeling at the time. So <laughs> Nice. Well, so there, there's a difference here between, because what I heard was Barry was hoping for actual gameplay and Greg, you yeah. just said a trailer. So that, yeah. that, that seems yeah. a little more broad. They could be just cut scenes or something for well, a trailer. I, I think in the direct, we're going to see just a trailer. And then in the treehouse, we're going to see, hey, you saw that great trailer. Let's play it again. Now we're going to load right into some gameplay. Mm, I think so you actually think real gameplay yeah. during yes. treehouse. I do. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going that far, but we'll see. <laughs> I know they did it last it, year but... with Samus Returns, so you, you know. Well, Samus Returns was also ready to come out in September. <laughs> we don't we don't know the status of Metroid. We don't know this could be ready to come out in September, too. <laughs> we don't know how long it's been worked on. That's, so it... That is true. We have no idea. They could have been working on it ever since Metroid Other M. Uh, so, uh, sorry for those of you that didn't like that game and reminded you about its existence. Uh, so I'm going to start off with a, what I, I think is a safe one. Um, and I'll go like a little more, uh, crazy as I go. Um, actually I think only one of them is what I consider crazy. Uh, so I think this is kind of a, a an unprediction or an unhope or whatever, but I'm expecting only games. Um, I'm expecting no word about Netflix or YouTube or anything like that other else coming to the switch. I think they're just going to focus on games, taking a page from what they've done in the past, like a couple of years ago when they focused just on Zelda. Um, and then last year was on, on games. I think this year will only be games and, uh, maybe we'll get, you know, a direct or something later on that says, Oh yeah, by the way, since online's coming out, we're also going to have Netflix and YouTube and everything else is coming to the switch now too. But I think for E3, they're only going to focus on games. So. Yeah, I agree with that. Exactly. <laughs> I, would, I would agree with that too. Yeah. That's not really the place to like, Oh, here's our new mobile game. Mitomo but, too. But you also <laughs> have to remember that they, they did used to do things like that. I mean, Microsoft yeah. spent their whole conference once talking about the TV functions of the Xbox one. <laughs> yep. Right. It's, which is not like kind of why I thought about it. Cause I'm like, it's not unprecedented for, for some companies to like send, you know, spend half their time talking about other than games. Um, but they I think, think Nintendo Nintendo E3, but they had that whole Nintendo TV showcase that they did you know, on stage. Right. Right. 
So Barry, prediction number two, or all right, number two. Now, now I'm moving more into hopeful territory, and I've said this one for the past maybe past <laughs> three years, but I'm going to say it again, and I've been wrong every single year, so eventually I have to be right. We're going to find out what retro is doing. <laughs> Tropical Freeze was a while ago. They did, as far as I'm aware, they did not handle the port, and if that's what they've been doing for the last three years, I'm going to be very disappointed. Is just porting it to. The, uh, the Switch funky mode is good, but it is not three years worth of work. We need to know what they are doing. Are they doing something else Metroid related? Something DK related? A brand new IP? Are they going to go back to some of their original IP that they canceled for Metroid Prime? Or are we going to see another Nintendo franchise from them? I don't know. But we need to see what Retro is doing. All they need to do is show the Retro logo and people will start going crazy. It doesn't matter if it's Hello Kitty's Island Adventure. People will start going crazy just seeing that logo. Oh, don't go down that way. Then we'll have a whole rare again. Like it started off strong and then next thing we know, Hello Kitty. So I don't know. <laughs> but but I agree. Like I, I, I've been here with Greg. You know, we've heard you say this prediction for a long time. I'm hoping for it as well. Uh, Greg, what's your second prediction? I know me and Steve had kind of talked about the retro possible thing on the last podcast when Barry tuned out, so I don't have to go there. So, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I tuned out. <laughs> I know something very – this is probably still very hopeful because it has to be pretty obvious at this point. I'm definitely thinking they'll be revealing Fire Emblem the, for Switch, like probably the title, show the – characters and all that kind of fun stuff so i definitely think there'll be a reveal trailer along with um some probably actual gameplay and maybe even possible like a release window probably not a date unless it's sooner than like september but they'll probably with that window will be like oh holiday or whatever but cool cool um, I, I, this one is probably some people are going to say that, of course they're going to do this. Um, but kind of tying into our smash brothers stuff. I, I really am like my prediction is it's like a safe prediction, I guess, and a, a big smash brothers character. But I like, I, I, what I mean is I mean really, really, really big, not just some like, Oh yeah, look, we got Sonic again, or, you know, Oh, it's the next logical, you know, character that we're bringing in. We're bringing in people from arms or whatever. I mean, something that's going to rock people's world all of a sudden. And like, I don't know, like, not like something to the, to the caliber of like master chief. It's not going to happen. That's not who I'm predicting, but something where people are going and Holy crap. I can't believe that sort of thing like that level of of master cheap it actually like that could actually happen um that's what i'm hoping for and and predicting they're gonna like really just shock people by some like a character um announced for super smash brothers well i definitely think it's a safe bet that there will be at least at least one new character revealed but you, you what you're looking for is a mega man not a wii fit trainer Exactly. That's 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 a good that's a good metaphor or example of what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Like when Med Mega Man was announced, people were like probably literally crapping their pants. They're like, "Oh my gosh, I get to play as Mega Man in Smash Brothers. That is awesome." But when Wii Fit Trainer was like, they're like, "Oh, look, another Nintendo character in the game that I don't really care about." Um, yeah, that that level of that caliber of, of character for sure. I agree. All right, Barry. Third prediction. All right. <clears throat> now we're really in hopeful territory. And I'm not going super crazy. I'm, I'm staying in the realm of realistic, um, but it's still hopeful. Um, 
there's no secret that over the past few years, Nintendo has built a very strong relationship with Bandai Namco. Uh, they worked on Smash Brothers for Wii U, 3DS. You know, they they've did Hyrule Warriors, and then uh, oh, that was Koi. They did uh, they did something else with them recently. I can't, I can't think of it. But uh, they they have been in talks and working, and I really hope that this will allow them to bring one of the following, if not all the following, which would be great. Uh, and often forgotten about, I believe it's a Nintendo franchise at this point because they they published the last game, um, Bait and Kados, which was developed by Monolith Soft, um, makers of Xenoblade. Um, I would like to see a new Bait and Kados because Bandai Namco was uh, in charge of that. I don't know who owns the rights, but I want to see a third game. They set up a beautiful uh, continuation after the first game, and the second game was actually a prequel. I want to see a third game. That was such a good series. Um, the second one would be a Xenosaga trilogy, uh, an HD trilogy for the Switch. Um, I think that would be great. Bandai Namco holds the rights to them, but Monolith Soft is the developers. I'd like to see them say, hey, we're going to do this um, for you. And... Uh, the third would be to see Square Enix actually get in on that and say Xenogears as well. Like, bring the whole series over. Like, it's just some kind of epic RPG uh, series. We already have Xenoblade 2, which is an epic RPG, but, like, something else. Something, like, Project Octopath Traveler, now just Octopath Traveler, looks great. But something with a legacy, something with a pedigree, something with a history, uh, especially on Nintendo systems. Uh, and some people will say like, well, Xenosaga wasn't, but it was in Japan. One and two did go to the DS. Um, so I'd like to see those things, something epic, something that we've taken out of left field. Like, oh my God, like I would totally not expect that. And if Baton Kato's three is announced, I would like to see a one and two or, or, or an original and origins collection uh, for those that didn't play them the first time, because those were on the GameCube and those were late GameCube. I think origins was maybe the last game Nintendo published for the system or one of the last. Um, so I'd like to see them back. I, I, and if not them, golden sun, like bring bring one of their RPG mm. franchises back because uh, we need it. We need it. Xenoblade has shown that that the RPGs can strive on the Switch. It sold over a million units in one month. This is the same series that we had to beg Nintendo for. Bring something back. Cool, cool. I, I have to look into that bit in Chaos. I've never uh, really heard of that phenomenal. game. So I, I need to look into that one. It's a card-based RPG in the sense of it's like a turn base is all based off your cards and you can draw new cards and you build your deck. But it's it's a very, really cool story where the world was pretty much polluted and, and to save it, everybody like evacuated the earth and they, the continents moved into islands. Uh, so you don't have no idea what's down on the earth. It's very reminiscent of Xenoblade in that sense. Um, but this was obviously beforehand that Monolith Soft, a really cool cast of characters. It delves with very religious tones and spiritual uh, topics. And, you know, people who were born on Earth versus people who were born in the sky. And, uh, yeah, it's really, really good RPG. And, again, it's Monolith Soft. It's, Nintendo published the second one, uh, which is a prequel. And they do work very well together. Like, like the evil bag bad in, in the first one, you see him as just – it's almost like you watch Star Wars episodes four to six and you see Emperor Palpatine and how evil he is. And then you watch episode one and you see him as just Senator Palpatine. And then you slowly watch as he takes over and you know what he's doing. It's like that. 
like you see the big bad and then in origins he's just like an advisor and you watch him and you're like almost rooting for him like yeah he's got some good ideas and you watch him slowly get corrupt and and take over and get power. i'm like oh man like it's so good and it's a series that most people have forgotten about or haven't heard of. Yeah, that's that's really cool. So some solid RPGs coming to to switch. That'd be really cool. Greg, what's your what's your next prediction or your last one? Well, I had <laughs> as I said it earlier, I actually had six. I had three safe and three like crazier ones. So did uh, you want me to do a go couple for it? Of them Just, yeah, share them all. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My last safe one was obviously Yoshi. Um, we saw it last time so obviously that's incredibly safe that they'll be showing it i think that's enough we can even have to talk about it that's pretty much guaranteed um finally some of the stuff they think that's a little more off the wall and nothing is known or these are more just expectations and ideas that i i would love to see um again from previous podcasts super mario maker deluxe let's see it it's time to bring that um, series over like it's with a sequel over to Switch. Great game, lots of replayability, infinite types of conf- uh, content for everyone. <clears throat> One of the more um, other ones that I have was uh, the next Paper Mario game. I think it's time to go back to the more of the series roots or kind of like redo how they've been doing things with how Color Splash and Sticker Star kind of have turned towards the worst. I think it's hopefully time to get a more uh, true um, Paper Mario game. So that'd be really nice. And <clears throat> the craziest one I had was a actual remake of Skyward Sword, where you can actually use the Joy-Cons to use the sword and everything like that and have it a lot more revamped with a lot, much better controls and also offer like a standard control option for like the um, a pro controller. Let That's me ask cool. you something, uh, Greg. I know, I know you want Super Mario Maker 2.0. I know you do, and I want it. I want it myself, and I want it for you more than I want it for me. <laughs> but my question is this: Do you really think? And knowing Nintendo, they probably do this. But do you really think that E3 is the place for another? wii u port i mean it already has a stigma on the switch how many wii u ports is you know nintendo direct is one thing but do you really think e3 is the place to go you ready for that big new reveal wii u port like it almost seems like that would backfire on them more than it would get people hyped at e3 and nintendo direct awesome but at e3 people are more expecting new things or or if they're if they're hd ports or remakes it's of stuff from yesteryear, not from stuff from literally last year or two years ago kind of deal. Well, see, if they show it off as more of an, uh, an actual sequel, then I think it could sell better. If they're just going to like just show like a Mario Maker logo and just show some of the main stuff that's been on Wii U and 3DS, then, yeah, that's going to get a very negative return. But I think just having like, oh, we have here's like a new like half water, half like beach land stage. I mean, that's really cool option to have here's some new enemies and power-ups that weren't previously available i think there's can be a lot more to go with like that kind of uh content shown and what I'm if a- they did another maker but they did like zelda maker or metroid maker or something like that ah, sorry that awesome. that's what was going in my head <laughs> uh, no i was i was actually thinking what if yeah if instead they made zelda yeah, maker, which has been kind of rumored and then tagged on oh hey we're also bringing mario maker 2.0 or deluxe or whatever yeah yeah that that would be incredible too i'd love to see both i'd get those as well 
I think or, I think Wii U ports as an after, like as oh as a bonus, I work. But when it's like this is your big reveal, it's a Wii U port. I think right now the the energy is negative towards Wii U ports as that's your big selling point. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be like the first thing shown or anything like that, obviously. But I think there's still room to have that kind that game on the Switch, and there's a community yeah. still really huge and. I see like new posts and people still making levels. It's, it's absolutely. Still, yeah. It's get me wrong, Greg. I'm not saying the game again yeah. should be there. And I think even showing in the yeah. treehouse, like in one of the, cause they've announced stuff in the treehouse before and shown it off. Even there, I can see it being okay. Yeah. I just think it would be a negative reaction if shown in that 30 minute block. Cause it's only like 30 minutes of, of hype, you know, all this buildup for this 30 minutes. I don't think Wii U port should be there except in like an afterthought. It's it's almost like the uh, E3 2010, or, or was it 2010 or 2012, where they ended it with like, wow, one last thing, and it's just fireworks. <laughs> and it's just like, this this is terrible. This yeah. is like the worst way to end your bro- you know performance. Yeah. And uh, you saw that one in person. Oh, that was terrible. Sad day. Sad day. <laughs> Um, going to the chat, uh, Hassan is also sharing his uh, desire again for a new Animal Crossing game. Uh, he's been hoping for this for a while as well. Um, we're we're hopeful for you, Hassan. Um, we think it's it's probably going to happen as well. I think uh, all of us are, are thinking that's that's probably going to be announced and make a lot of people happy uh, as well. Coming off the the iOS game, which I know has not been as much of a hit. Um, as they would have hoped, but I know a lot of people that really do enjoy it, and uh, and they'd be excited to have you know to kind of play into a Switch game, and maybe there'll there'll be some tie-in to that as well. I'm sure um, be that'd be cool. crossing for sure. Yeah, and um, he's also hoping for Metroid Prime Four information. He's thinking like Metroid Prime Tr- Trilogy will get a, a release on Switch as well. Um, that's I, I I could say that's that could probably happen as well, but I I like Barry. I would hope that doesn't get announced. Um, at least doesn't spend a whole lot of time announcing that during the official thing. It'd be cool to like as an afterthought or or something like that. But I hope they don't spend a big chunk of time talking about yet another rehash of the original Metroid trilogy. Yeah, if they showed like the Metroid Prime Four trailer and all that stuff and said, you know, coming early 2019, uh, and then quickly holiday. You know, 2018 Metroid Prime Trilogy HD coming. You know, and like that's all they did is just announced it, and, and it was like you know five seconds or ten seconds. I think that would be fine. Yeah, that's I, you pretty much read my mind. I was I was gonna say if assuming they do the Metroid Prime Four tie-in, it would almost guarantee like oh it's like oh if you're looking forward to it, be sure to check out the first three games, which are gonna be now on Switch as. But but let's be honest, this is Nintendo. So instead, it's going to be Get Ready Metroid Other M HD re-release. That's that's the type right there. (laughs) Uh, You forgot forgot the side note on that, Barry. It's um, Other M with Federation Force included. As long as they bring back Last Ball. (laughs) Just make that a separate release on Switch and HD, and I'll I'll be there. It's like pretty much like Rocket League, but just with guns um okay so uh <laughs> my last prediction is it's possibly out there as well we'll see what you guys think about this um i think uh that this may be the time i know it's only a year uh just over a year into the switch's lifespan but 
Um, but maybe, maybe they're ready to cash in a little more and get some even additional sales, maybe secondary switches by releasing another version of the Switch, uh, maybe a the, the rumored mini edition of the Switch, um, the smaller one, maybe the controllers attached, that sort of thing. But maybe they're, they're going to go out there and just say, hey, you know what? Um, you know, you have you one, maybe you want a second one, or maybe you want to get a smaller one that's uh, for your kids or something like that. It's maybe a little more affordable, something like that. But I think uh, possibly this is the time um, they may want to jump on it early for a mini edition of the Nintendo Switch. What do you guys think? Uh, I don't know if you saw this or not, Steve, but there is, I, don't, I think it's rumored in Japan they're, they're releasing the Switch without the dock. And I think that existence steals any possibility of it this year. Uh, it would seem weird to be, here's the regular Switch without a dock, and then here's a Switch Mini, which also, also without a dock. Like, why would the, both those SKUs be there? Uh, if if that, the dockless SKU is a real thing, I definitely do not see it this year. But I would like it. I think it would be smart. Um, the other thing is the 3DS is still alive in their eyes. And I think when they announce it, that's them officially killing the 3DS. So as long as the 3DS is alive, as long as they still have games coming out, which they do this year, um, then I don't see it happening. That's a good point. Yeah. And yeah. and kind of I, I was already thinking this and then I saw that and I was like, oh, maybe will it will it kill that rumor? I don't know. And I was like, I still think it might be a possibility. I think it's inevitable um, that at some point they will do it. Um, but I was thinking, yeah, what if they what if they jumped on it early and, and they tried this? And I know they're coming out with that other um, kind of like it's not an official dock, but it's like another charging stand thing. And so it's kind of made without the 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 wraparound thing like your dock is now. I'm like, they're, they kind of seems like they're going that route of making future accessories for the Switch that may not look, you know, and fit like the original design. So maybe they're, they're, they have it in their mind as they're designing stuff that it will be backward compatible or whatever, future compatible. But, but yeah, I kind of went out there for, for this year. Greg, do you, do you think that's possible or am I too crazy? I think it is a little bit on the crazier side. Like, yeah, because obviously that's, I had saw that that I actually thought it was confirmed, but maybe I was mistaken that that switch without the dock was going to be going to Japan. But and obviously America was like, oh, we have nothing to announce at this time, or it's not coming, or whatever their simple PR stuff is. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I think I said this in a previous podcast i don't think that they'll be doing revisions on the switch i think that would segment the market a little bit too much like the with like the 3ds and new 3ds xl and 3ds mini and wii mini i mean i don't really like having to buy the same console just for like an extra feature or two so yeah yeah we'll see We'll definitely see. It's going to be exciting. We're going to have a lot of coverage on E3 next year or next week, <laughs> next year as well. Um, we'll, have, we'll talk about it next year as well. It's it's a 2019 thing too. Uh, but uh, we'll talk a lot about E3 next week. If you have not subscribed to us on YouTube and, and followed us on all the social media, um, check out our website and all that stuff. Uh, make sure you do because we have a lot of E3 coverage coming next week. Make sure you stay tuned. Um, but before we wrap up, any any games that you're excited about over the next couple weeks uh, that you that you're hoping to pick up? Excited about playing I, for myself? There's nothing actually. That like the next couple weeks, there's not a whole lot that I'm really excited about. Uh, Greg, anything that that kind of jumps at you? I didn't find anything either, um, but I did have like a little 
side note that hopefully that the Octopath or not Octopath, the Octoling expansion will launch for Splatoon 2, the mm. DLC. But I don't know. I mean, it depends. I, I don't know how far off that is, and I don't think they. I don't know if they gave a date or I don't remember. But it was something I was looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, I can't remember if they announced a date on that or not. But yeah, I know you're you're really excited about the the single player um, stuff for Splatoon, so it'd be cool. Uh, Barry, anything that you're particularly excited about? Nothing offhand. I, you know what the problem is, is there's so many games coming out that I have all of them like pre-ordered, yeah. and then suddenly like it just like, oh yeah, this is coming out, and I'll be like, oh, like I get the like, notification like your item is shipped. I'll be like, oh, I totally forgot about that because I pre-ordered <laughs> it like a year ago, so I don't even know release dates anymore. It's just when I when I get that, I'm like, oh, I've been looking forward to that game. <laughs> cool. All right, I'll play it tomorrow. Uh, but it's just it's so much and there's still so much in my backlog i'm trying not to look forward to the future and i'm, I'm still getting review codes from developers so it's like all right fine i'll review your game i'll put the other things off you know yeah. like digital yeah. games on we, right after we took away the digital game category from the, the game awards we do you know yeah. <laughs> now i'm prepared yeah. for it unlike last right. year or the year before <laughs> yeah but, uh, I mean, nah it's just too yeah. much too much already it is, and we've said this a couple times before, but man, it's so it's it's great, but it's it's weird to be in a completely different situation than we were like a year or two ago when we were like, there's nothing out for Wii U. Like, I wish we had some games to play. I wish we had some games to to talk about. And now we're like, there's not enough time in the day to play all yeah. these these great games. And we're still just barely into the Switch's existence. I mean, just over a year old. So um, there's so much more to come. And uh, we'll know a lot more about what's to come next week. So it's pretty right. exciting. Uh, we we should have, talk about what we're going to do for E3 as well. We should talk about what we're going to do for E3. Barry, what are we going to do for E3? Oh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. For E3, what we're going to be doing is uh, on Tuesday, because the uh, that's when Nintendo is going to be doing their broadcast, uh, we're going to attempt to live broadcast our reactions. If we can't uh, get live to work, we will have up very shortly our live reactions to the podcast or the, to the podcast, to the uh, <laughs> actual uh, Nintendo event. It's a very meta well. thing. Like very we're reacting to our podcast, this reacting to our podcast. Yeah. Um, and we're going to have a discussion about what we see, about which predictions came true or not. Uh, on top of that, we're also going to have our uh, our usual discussions and and stuff for the week. Um, you know, we're going to have like an industry talk lined up. We're going to have uh, some, obviously whatever news comes out, we'll be covering. And then following that, our next podcast, we're going to have our overall reactions, not just our initial reactions, but after we've had time to sit in and let everything sink in, we, you know, what they showed at the Treehouse, what other announcements happened on, on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, so we're going to have a lot of time, you know, a lot of stuff to cover. <laughs> it's going to be eventful for sure. Definitely. Definitely. So if you, like you said, if you're not subscribed, if you're not following us on social media, make sure you do so. We're pretty much at Nintendo Fuse on every social media that's out there that is, is relevant really for us. Um, so Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. And um, and make sure you, you subscribe here on uh, YouTube as well because we're going to have a lot of stuff coming out that way. Um, again, subscribe to us on the on your different pod, podcatcher of choice because... Uh, that's we're gonna have some other additional stuff that way, and you know, talking about E3 quite a bit over the next couple of weeks. So make sure you subscribe, share it out there with other people that you think would enjoy all of that. We do have one last uh, thing to talk about before we close up today. We had a listener question 
uh, from filming Trevor uh, sent in a question it says do you watch gamers on YouTube so do you guys watch gamers on YouTube myself um, I don't usually there's nothing no ones that I keep going back to over and over I, I am uh, a fan of game game explain and so sometimes I'll watch um, some of their their playthroughs and stuff like that but I I don't have any favorites that I always go back to of uh, specific specific um, gamers that I watch on YouTube uh, Greg do you have anybody at least not for Nintendo Switch. Um, everyone knows that I'm huge into Fire Emblem Heroes, so there are a couple of the major um, Fire Emblem groups that I follow. Um, there's like Phoenix Master 1, Nimbus Plays, um, even a little bit of um, Sages. But yeah, I, it's mostly just Fire Emblem Heroes content. I like keeping up to date on like news and updates and all that kind of stuff and thoughts, opinions, analysis even watching other people summon it's kind of fun but in terms of other switch games i've never really got into too much of that stuff i mean i tried with like smash brothers in the past but not really anything currently so cool barry uh didn't you have any specific gamers you watch I don't even really have time to watch it and to play my own games let alone to watch other people play um no i really i really never got into the let's plays I know people who do do it. I, you know, friends of mine who actually do it, as well as uh, you know, other people who have said like, "Oh, you should check them out." Uh, but unless it's like I'm stuck in an area and I'm looking at a let's play just how to get through that area, I don't usually watch that. I do watch other gamers on YouTube, but it's more uh, like I watch Game Explain, you know, for their not not for their plays, but for their their podcasts and their discussions and their analysis videos. And you know, I watch Easy Allies, and I watch you know some YouTubers that are more uh, in the retro collecting field, which is where I, I specialize. You know, like Pat and. And uh, Game Chasers and uh, RGT85, who is a friend of the podcast and has joined us before. Um, you know, stuff like that I, I do watch, but not actually like Let's Plays. Yeah. 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 I don't really do the Let's Plays. So. Yeah. And I, I watch like Games Clay, like I said, but um, I, I sometimes watch um, the live streams from like Matt Pat and, and his wife and everything. I like watch, like, as they play kind of crazy games every once in a while. And it's fun just to kind of watch them um, try some some weird things out there that, that exist. And, you know, sometimes they did a lot with Mario maker um, in the beginning and stuff too. But like, I, I love watching, I think part of the thing that I watch most on YouTube are, they are games that, uh, that I would not normally play or that I, that I don't think that I would enjoy and I do watch them. So it's cool that they are out there, but I don't have like people I go back to over and over again. Um, sometimes I do watch, you know, people like Matt Pye just to see what else is, yeah, crazy games that are out there that are existing that they get tons of people to watch them um, so they can easily pick it up um, and I'll just enjoy it through them. So it's it's cool that they, they exist, but yeah, I don't have any favorites that I keep going back to. Yeah, actually I do watch some Mario Maker. I kind of forgot about that. It's not really in the Let's Play style, but it's just playing like user levels and other, I don't know, stuff like that. So I do I watch, watch like, stuff yeah. like that. Like the, the, the difficult levels, like <laughs> that stuff I watch. Yeah, right. there's like one that's an Australian gamer called the Mr. A game, and his stuff is hysterical. He's like, "Why'd you do that? And like, why'd you design it this way? This is stupid." And <laughs> he gets like all salty when he like dies and stuff. It's really funny to watch. I you enjoy <laughs> relishing in someone else's pain, is what you're saying, Greg. I think that's the biggest thing about like let's plays and and stuff like that on online is that I. I've never felt like good enough to do it because I don't feel like I have the the out there 
like crazy um, personality that makes those kind of things enjoyable. But there are you know people that go overboard that I hate watching, and I've watched like one video of their, them, and I I can't watch it ever again. But there there are some personalities that are just perfect for it, and like they that's what keeps me coming back. If if I find anybody that I enjoy, it's the personality. It's not necessarily watching the game. I I, I enjoy you know ex having the experience through their eyes. See, Steve, I thought you were very entertaining when we did Bridge Connector Portal and we did the Let's Play Live during our game chat live. So I don't know. I think you could do it. <laughs> so enjoyable, like it was, especially because we're like the sync was off and everything. We're like, you're seeing what I saw like 15 seconds ago, and we're like, oh look, I fell in the the water. You're like, no, that would. Oh, now you're following the one. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't yet. On my screen, you could still make it. You know, yeah. like oh, no, oh, you're, good, you're good. I'm like, no, I've already lost. <laughs> this is horrible. So it's that's enjoyable for a different reason. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we should have yeah. Steve play some Mario Maker levels. That'd be fun. Be that could be fun. The, things like that, I may be, it may be fun to play. I always thought, like, if we were all in the same place, it'd be a different story. It'd be great to to do some live sort of things, like if we were all in the same room. Because I feel like I get more energy and, and get a little more, like, I guess, creative in my personality when I'm with other people playing with them. If it's just me, like, looking at a screen, number one, I'm horrible at playing when I'm talking. And number two, like sometimes I'll just stop talking because I'm so engrossed in the game and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, right, people are watching. Um, I got to say something. Oh, look at that flower. Um, yeah, and then I've lost everybody that, that is watching. Well, see, Steve, I got an idea. I got an idea. Do you ever see that show? Uh, I think it's called like Penn and Teller's Fool Me or something like that. Yeah. Where like magicians get up there and they try to do a tr they do a trick, and totally. if they could if they could stump Penn and Teller, then they they move on. Well, we should do a show, and, and I want to know from the, the listeners if you guys like this idea. It's called Can You Make Steve Curse? <laughs> and you, you design a level where you suggest a game, and he's got to do a let's play. And if you can make him curse during the playthrough, then like you get a prize because like it's very very rare if ever you hear him curse. So we need to do that. I think that'd be a great idea. You know, Greg can make like the most devious Mario Maker level ever, and you're gonna just like watch. And it'll be like two a.m. and he'll be doing it. And suddenly he'll be like. And I'll be like, we did it, we did it, we made him. <laughs> like, let's make that happen. You guys want a see whole marathon. Stuff. We'll raise money for for something, and you know, then we'll lo lose our, our family friendly audience that we have here. So, you know. Only for that show. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? It, people would probably tune in to see if it's possible. Like, no way. We this guy. Everyone curses on the internet. You know, like, can we make that? Let's make this guy curse. You know. We'll see. We'll see. Future future expansion show. Maybe we'll we'll try it out. Yeah. If you guys like that idea, <laughs> let us know. Oh uh, wow! So guys, it's been great to talk with you guys. It's it's been a long sh episode here this this time, but uh, so much to talk about and so much more to talk about so soon. Uh, so if you have not again, if you're not subscribed, if you not shared this, uh, please do. Thanks for tuning in today. Greg, it's been great. Barry, it's been awesome as usual to talk to you guys about uh, video games. If you have a question about a future uh, that we can address in a future podcast, send your uh, written uh, questions, your audio questions, video questions, whatever you want to podcast at nintendofuse.com. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And again, like the video, share it. And if you're listening to us on a uh, podcatcher of your choice, make sure you leave us a positive review if you enjoy it. Uh, that'd be cool and uh, helps us kind of rise up in the uh, the whole podcatching world. I don't know, whatever you call it out. Anyhow, <laughs> Greg, thanks for joining in the conversation. And Barry, same to you. And we'll 
Catch you next time on episode 151, where we'll be talking a lot about E3. See you guys. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. See ya. Thank you.